Hi, my name is Kelsey Cavazos. And this is Rudy Parker. And my name is Ryan McCary. And this is Horror Central. Welcome back to another episode of Horror Central. I'm one of your hosts, Kelsey Cavazos. And I am Rudy Paca. Ryan McCary. <laughs> and this week's episode is about foreign films. Yep. Uh, just international foreign films, obviously. But we covered, I think we each did a different one from different country. Like mine was from France. Mine is a Korean film. And mine is from Sweden, and I also covered another one from Spain. Wow. So we have four films for you. Yeah. Overachievers over here. I'm going to mash mine <laughs> together real fast. <laughs> so um, I guess um, I can get started with mine. I, I watched uh, High Tension, uh, which is, like I said, a French film. High Tension. Oh, yeah. High Tension. Yeah, et cetera. Uh, however you want to say it. Um, but it was released uh, in... 2003, uh, it was actually an independent film, and Lionsgate uh, took it and from the Tor- uh, Toronto International Film Festival in 2003, and then it was released here in the United States in like uh, I want to say either 2005 or 2006. I can't remember on top of my head, but uh, basically, it's about two college st- uh, students, friends, uh, Marie and Alex. Uh, and they are on this trip to the country where uh, Alex is it's actually her house um, in the country of France and um, to do some studying. Uh, but uh, loads of trouble and blood. Things happen. Yeah. Crazy stuff happens, basically. Stuff gets real. Yeah, real quick. Um, there's a mysterious killer that comes in and invades the house and uh, just pretty much... I just like how his entire fast, family. How fast and brutal he was. Yeah. That's what got me liking him. Yeah. There's like never explained a motive on him. Nope. Nope. You first see the the killer. I guess this is I should just say also, this is not safe for work. <laughs> You're really playing this out loud. Um, but it starts off actually the killer is uh pleasing himself or in the truck, um with a head. Just a head. A dead head. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, too. giving <laughs> him head. And then just getting chucks it some, out the window. Yeah. <laughs> just getting meta there. Yeah. So yep. Uh, yep. So you're like, whoa, dude. And yeah. And then he just goes and peers at this house. and That's starts, quite the beginning to a yeah, film. Yeah. Um, he kills uh, He kills his dad. The dad. I mean, that was actually, it was pretty brutal. Um, he comes in and just cuts his face. And then he tries to get up the stairs and the dad's head, he k- k- somehow gets his head stuck in the rail and then he gets a dresser and just p- totally pushes the guy's like head off, decapitates it with a bookcase. Um, the film was actually originally rated NC-17, um, but they actually had to cut a lot of stuff out to make it rated R. And that was actually one of the, when he gets cut, um, the head, and then there's uh, blood spraying everywhere i guess in the murder well in the rated r version it's cutly quit uh, or it's oh my gosh it's edited quickly cut away to the bookcase um so you don't see his head of course i watched the uncutted version because i mean if there's an yeah. uncutted version i'm gonna watch that one yeah. sorry well naturally so yeah uh yeah so i watched that one um so of course i saw all this and then like when the mom gets killed um apparently uh 
Well, she gets her throat slashed open, and that was apparently cut out, too. Um, most of the arteries, I guess, start coming out, and then the blood starts going up on the closet. That's to me, awesome. yeah, that was, like, one of my favorite <laughs> killing scenes. I don't know. It sounds horrible to say, but, like, the way when the cut throat and then just, like, like the air opens it and it like breathes for a second and then the blood finally comes out. I was just like, whoa. Like it just like instead of just like blood spurting everywhere, it's like her last gasp of breath comes out of her neck. I wouldn't say that's a bad thing to have no. a favorite kill. Yeah. I, I can make a top twenty of my okay. favorite kills. Alright, that's good. <laughs> Fair <laughs> but, enough. Yeah, I was just like, wow, that's 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 great. intense. That's awesome. Yeah, and then I mean there's a lot of other things. Like there was a close up of one uh, another thing that was cut out was there's a close up of when this gas station guy gets killed of the axe. Um, that was really stuck in his chest that was um, cut shorter and then also when Marie strikes the killer near the end with the barbed wire um, she has like this pole thing she's trying to get away and um, basically that's everything that's like brutal is cut shorter for the rated R that's like pretty much the gist of it Um, but it's it's really good and it's actually considered um, well it was directed by Alexander Aja yeah um, yeah, and he also did uh, Hills Have Eyes, Mirrors, and most recently Horns, which I did not know that he did that. Yep. That's so, why I really liked it. Yeah, now I really want to watch the movie because, I mean, I was kind of like hesitant about that one. but um, Didn't he do one, I think? Uh, there was a parking garage one, I think he did. I could be wrong. Yeah, there was. Yeah. P2, I think it was yeah, called. Yes, so it was P2, yeah. I didn't really conclude uh, no, that No, like the trailers looked pretty bad, and I'm like... Yeah. This is from the same guy that did High Tension? Yeah. I was pretty disappointed. Yeah, I just did the ones that... I usually just it's name the good. ones that everyone I would hopefully would know. Yeah. Right. Nobody's oh. probably seen P2. Though, yeah. But. I know. I'm surprised you even... Well, <laughs> I was a fan of them. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, and, uh, the film's actually considered to be one of, like... You know how there's, like, the new French wave that's in the 1950s, right? 60s? Sure. I want to say... I know of it. Yeah, it's been so a while like, since I say the 60s. 101. <laughs> yeah, so, like, there's that whole genre. Well, this is actually considered part of the new French extremity, um, which is considered to be outrage, violent, shocking. Um, and uh, basically, it just exhibits tra- traits that are responsible of a wide range of horror subgenres. So, like, slasher films and horror films. So, it's, like, it's part of a new subgenre and in France this is like it started becoming a big thing and films started becoming really popular over there in France um so and then cinematography um I think in that film too um is amazing is by Max Max me oh gosh Matt I'm just gonna say Max Alexander I don't know yeah and he yeah he did a really good job setting up every shot where it just makes you feel really kind of creeped out um I thought the coloring and that in the movie too is just really done well. Um, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of good shots in there. I can't. I, I just love this movie. I honestly, after rewatching it, I think this is probably like my sixth or seventh time seeing it, and I'm def. This is my favorite film ever done. Period. I I'm wow. convinced Great. myself. I mean, so obviously you guys know what I'm going to rate it, but still, like Very I bold. just let's hear it anyways. It's I'm going to say five out of five. Um, barbed wire 
well, I don't know what she calls it, the pick thing that she makes. Barbed wire pole. Barbed that's, yeah. That's what she does when she's beating <laughs> the guy. Was that from the fence or something? Yeah. Oh, like, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. She's just that's beating the guy. Yeah. Just, just yeah, fall. And that's right on the poster. Her, like, holding uh-huh. the metal Yeah. Bloody. That's metal. Yep. So. Or, no. She has that handsaw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she has that handsaw. Yeah. But, um, anyways, and then uh, Celie de, de France, or uh, de France, so Celine de France, um, she's Marie. Uh, she's um, she's also in Hereafter with Matt Damon and 80 Days Around the World. Um, she's but she was good. She um, so basically like it's kind of like a love story too, yeah. um, because she's in love time. with Alex. And when she finds out that Alex left her to go sleep with this guy, she kind of she got jealous and. Um, so there's that struggle, but then the killer comes in and then she doesn't really like worry about it. And, um, it was a very strange ending from what I remember. Like, uh, yeah. I don't really want to, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. Don't spoil it. It's a good twist at the watch end. It, guys. Yeah. Just watch it. Yeah. Um, and then the girl who actually plays Alex, I can't pronounce her name. Moen, Moen. Um, but she was actually the diva in the fifth element, which I thought that was interesting because I discovered Resident Evil last week. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I should watch the fifth element movie this weekend or something. Um, it's a good one. Yeah. So. Yep. And she was also in Lee, uh, Leon the Pro- Professional. Huh. I haven't um, seen that. I'd really I haven't seen to. that one either. What? Really? You guys? I, I hear it's like, good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wow. That's good. It's good. Just haven't. All right. Jeez. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Overall, I mean, it was great. I love the cinematography, the music, too. Um, it actually, I forgot that Muse is in it. Um, they play Newborn, and that's Ooh. like one of my favorite songs. I love Muse. So Good like, choice. Yeah, and I, when I was watching it, they had only like one French song, but a lot of them were American songs. So I was like, maybe this is Cana- like Canada or a Canadian film. I don't know. And but then I had to look it up. I was like, nope. Okay, I was right. It was French. It's a French film, but. Um, yeah, Muse and Newborn, and then I totally like jammed out. I actually have a link here. Maybe we can play it later or something. I don't know. We can jam out. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so yeah, definitely a five out of five. Man, I would even do ten out of five. Like, so two hundred percent. Yeah, two hundred. Like serious. Like this film. I think this is the first film I ever showed Andrew, and I'm surprised he didn't leave me after I showed it to him. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's like definitely my favorite film ever. So go watch it. You guys should watch it again. Yeah. Rewatch it. I yeah. might have to rewatch it after hearing all that. Yeah. It's good. All so. right. Uh, I'll jump into mine then. Uh, I covered two. I was an overachiever this week. I wanted a gold star. Uh, I did Let the Right One In, which, if you've seen Let Me In, might be kind of familiar. It's the Swedish version of the film. Uh, it came out in 2008 in Sweden, and the director was Tomas Alfredsson, and its budget was about $5 million, and it made about 11 so it doubled its money, so it was pretty good. It was uh, critically responded by a lot of people in Sweden. Like, they averaged it at 4 out of 5 stars, so they gave it pretty good there. Uh, here in the U.S., they gave it about 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty pretty high wow and it also won a lot of awards in sweden so it's so good really well high tension only got 40 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah there's certain films i mean it's hard to gauge what critics will like and not especially when it's like an international film like you don't know how it's gonna translate to like the american public Mm -hmm. but yeah it's plots i would say uh oscar is a 
overlooked and bullied boy. This is straight from the plot from IMDb, so... (laughs) Finds love and revenge through Ellie, a beautiful but peculiar girl, and she's also a vampire, so it kind of throws that, like, on the back burner because it's not really the plot of the whole movie. If anything, it's a love story between Oscar and Ellie, or Ellie, I think it's pronounced. And, uh, I mean, they're both 12. I mean, she, technically she's 12, but she's, like, 200 years old. She just was 12 when she got bit. So she's 12 the entire... That's kind of weird. How old is he? He's 12, too. Oh, okay. All right. That's but okay. it is kind of weird, <laughs> yeah. because in the film, uh, you first see Ellie with, like, an older gentleman who you suspect is the dad, but it's not. And he goes around and kills people for her so she can drink blood. And so there's been many attempts where throughout the film he tries to kill people. And I think he's actually successful in the American one, but in this one he just fails every time. He's not a great murderer at all. Nope. (laughs) Pretty terrible. (laughs) He needs to lie high tension. Get some pointers. Yeah, seriously. But I thought it was a great film. Uh... There is a lot of aspects that Let Me In took. I mean, if you look at them side by side, it's almost like one of those shot-by-shot remakes. There's a few differences, like the American film was a non-linear plotline where it starts like in the middle of the film, where it shows like the older gentleman in the hospital, and then it like kind of shifts to the beginning so it's not linear when the swedish version this one mm-hmm. was linear it follows along oscar pretty much he's the main character it follows along his life his understanding of ellie and how he's getting picked on by all these kids and then ellie kind of helps him a few times uh, a few random information tidbits about it uh the title itself the let me in is kind of homage to older aspects of vampires where they need to be invited into a room or a household and that's pretty much how the novel went as well i feel like that should just be a common thing for vampires in my opinion i mean i'm a huge vampire i'm pretty sure every other vampire movie ignores this they do yeah so (laughs) i thought it was really cool that they did that and then like i mean they still are afraid of the like sunlight Mm because people get burst into flames in the Mm -hmm. movie and stuff but it also uses some really interesting, like, uh, sound effects for, like, when she bites to drink somebody's blood. I guess they use sausages, and they just had whoever the prop master was would just bite into sausages. And then somebody was <laughs> slurping yogurt to make, like, this, like, slurping of the blood. So, I mean, I guess it's thick like blood. But, yeah. Like, I don't know. Probably depends, depends on the yogurt if it was Chobani or not. <laughs> Show kind of blueberry, I guess. Uh... Maybe it's vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> vanilla, <Hopefully>. just <laughs> no <laughs> fruit. <laughs> I thought the really weird thing was the Swedish version, like, Ellie's actually not a girl, even though you suspect that through the whole thing. She's actually, like, she even tells him, like, I'm not a girl, will you still like me to Oscar? They end up dating. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, And you find out later that she was actually, like, castrated as a boy, when like he was 12 so but like acts like a female through like the whole film so it was it's not really even addressed much in the film like it's just like hey this happened no backstory so i'm assuming the novel they explain it a little bit more but Hmm. yeah like this movie i highly recommend watching it's one of the best swedish films they've said on many lists for foreign films uh 
yeah, like I said, Let Me In, Chloe Morenz, who's been in a lot of horror films, she portrays it in the American One, Richard Jenkins and other, and Matt Reeves, who did Cloverfield's the director of the American One, but, well, that's pretty much that for uh, Let Me In. I'm going to cover the orphanage really fast, which what would I you, really What would should. you rate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let me go back to that. Let Me In, or Let the Right One In, I would give it probably a 4.5 out of 5 just because it's one of those unique horror films that has a really strong narrative that's unique, a different take on something. Just like the newer Maggie zombie film with Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's a zombie film, but it's different. This one's a vampire film, but it's not the classic like Dracula where you go to the castle and yeah. somebody stays there the night and then dies or... Twilight, for God's sakes! I mean, Twilight shouldn't even be on. We that don't even. Same. Don't, we shouldn't even be saying no. its name. <laughs> I'll just no. say that name and say it's awful. We'll just leave it there. But yeah, I <laughs> I would have to give it the same rating. I really liked it. I saw it in high school, actually, and I saw let the right one in before I saw let me in, and it was really good. I wish I seen it the other way around too. I seen the American one before that, and so good. I started watching so it Halloween weekend. Because I know that you guys were talking about it, and I was like, ooh, I should watch it. And then I didn't. I watched um, Doctor Who instead. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame I'm sorry. On you. I'm sorry. Shun her. <laughs> All right. Uh, I also covered The Orphanage. came out in 2007 in Spain, also critically acclaimed. Uh, director is J.A. Barroyona. He is his debut directing, and uh, it was also produced by Gumel del Toro, which was one of the writer's friends. So... If you don't know who that is, he's done many films like Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy. He's well-known. He did Pacific Rim, which is awesome. Uh, There's a lot of little homages for him in the film, too. Like, there's one of the orphans that's named Gumero. I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly. Gumero. And I guess he's also a cameo as a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, you're the Spanish one here. I'm Mexican. I mean, well, Spanish speak. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't speak Spanish, but it's Guillermo. Okay. I'll try to stop saying his name. (laughs) But this one actually did a lot better than the Let Right one in. Budget of four million made seventy eight million. So it was quite a big, quite a big profit for a directorial debut for that guy. The writer wanted to direct it, but they were like, no, you can't. <laughs> it was just, I guess, uh, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Won some Goya Awards in Spain. Pretty much the plot is a woman is a orphan at this orphanarium, and uh, she gets sent to a family. She comes back when she's later in life. Her son ends up becoming missing. I think his name was Sergio. No, that's not right. Son is named Simone. And <laughs> I just remember yelling Simone a lot. Simone. Simon. And uh, basically, she's trying to find him throughout the whole film. And there's like these ghosts of these six, seven children throughout the film. And they're kind of like torturing her a little bit. And it pretty much follows the line of where she's trying to figure out like the backstory of the orphanage because she would like mm-hmm. knew all her friends when she was growing up and she was trying to figure out like why they'd be like haunting like what happened to them yeah and she slowly figures that out throughout the film yes it is a great film another one that would be soon maybe to adapted to american film came out in 2000 or it the right spot in 2007 actually the year it came out by new line cinema they plan to make a remake american remake but they have not got it off the ground amy adams was supposed to be rachel in it 
but that was like the last information of like 2011. It's probably just a rumor, but yeah. Um, I think that's all I have. Oh, one more thing, tidbit about the film before I move on to uh, Kelsey's film. The quote from the director of this film about making an American remake was, the Americans have all the money in the world, but they can't do anything. (laughs) While we can do whatever we want, we don't have the money. The American industry doesn't take chances. That's why they make remakes and movies that already were big hits. And that's very resonant of what happens usually. It's true. That is, I could not agree to that more. Like the Babadook yeah. Stone or yeah. maybe as of recent or The Conjuring. The Ring, you know, The Grudge, The Eye. I mean, like all those Japanese, like Korean films. Yeah, like, for sure. I mean, even right now, like at this day and age, all the franchise with the Star Wars, Indiana yeah, Jones. Exactly. I mean, it's They're just, just bringing back those big blocks. Star Trek. Yeah. It's like, come on. Think of something. You can't even think, oh, I have the money. Let's just do this. We got yeah. green screen. Woo. We got green screen. We yeah. could do something. So just like the <laughs> audience gave it at Cannes Film Festival, I could give it a 10-minute standing ovation. I would give it a 4 out of 5. I think yeah. Let the Right One In was a little bit better, but I love the film, and I think it deserves really a very good recommendation to watch. It's, I mean, it's not on Netflix or anything, so you can't catch it there, but if you ever get a chance, definitely watch it. It was on Netflix. I don't think it is anymore. Yeah, because that's when I saw it. I watched it. Let the right one it is, though, so catch that on Netflix. All right. What would you rate it since you've seen it? Yes. Uh, I would say probably four out of five. Stop copying me, guys. I'm not copying. (laughs) Listen, we just happen to agree with you. (laughs) But uh, with uh, the barbed wire pole, I'm going with that still. Um, It's all good. I didn't even say it. I don't really care. So, but... (laughs) I thought, I mean, like, I just thought it was a good movie. It was something different, you know, and it, it well, children scare me, so. Yeah, the little Tomas children kid that was disfigured. Yeah. Yeah, he's really terrifying the looking. Mask. Yeah, he even looks terrifying outside Ooh. of that, but yeah. he wears that mask and yeah. it's super cool looking. Nope. No, thanks. <laughs> All right, so my film was a Korean revenge film called I Saw the Devil. It was released in 2010 in korea and was released in america in 2011 um they had to cut a lot out so that it could get a good rating because if it doesn't get a a certain like rating then they can't even release it on dvd or in the theaters in south korea so yeah so they were so they i think they made like seven cuts um, but I think the, like, the full version is, like, available in America. Um, and it's really good, basic story. Um, it's about a serial killer, and he keeps killing different people. Um, and he ends up kills, killing the police chief's um, daughter, and her. it's about her fiancé getting revenge. He figures out who, who he is because he's a secret agent. And he just, like, toys with this serial killer. He will capture him and, like, torture him and then let him go. That's it's, like, awesome. this big cat and mouse story. And the ending is amazing. <laughs> it is so good. I can't... Don't. I mean, I would never reveal it because <laughs> it's something you definitely have to see on your own. Darth mm-hmm. Vader is the father. Well, well yeah. There is a father involved, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> but it's it's way good. Um, it's gory and 
messy, but, like, it's shot so beautifully, and it's just a good story, and it keeps... It's interesting, too, because, like, even the good guy is, like, a bad guy, like, which I kind of like. I kind of... I always have trouble with, like, horror films that there's always, like, a good and a bad because that's not realistic. Yeah. So, like, it's interesting to see these movies where, like, even the good guy is, like, he's torturing this guy, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it's way cool, though. He, like, has a tracking device on him, and it's awesome. Nice. You definitely do see it. It is on Netflix. Okay. Just gonna ask. It is, yeah. I seen it on there. I was really close to watching. Yeah, that. definitely. I definitely recommend it. Um, it is okay. I can't pronounce any of these actors' names. Okay. I'm not even going to try because I will butcher them horribly. Um, but the main actor, it is his first film after he went on like a hiatus, and it was about a pro protest. He might have been blacklisted or something. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, and he's actually done another film with the serial killer, um, the guy who plays the serial killer. And that this is the second time that the serial killer has played um, a serial killer in a film. Oh, that's cool. And I believe it got a 98%, according to IMDb, and it's, it's pretty high. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty no, high. It's good. Or no, not. I'm sorry, not a 98%. It had a four and a half out of five. Oh. That's what it was. I don't know why I thought 98%. But yeah, it's it's super good. We're, um, we're not math people. Yeah, we don't do math. We're broadcasting kids, so yeah. sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to math. Either do I. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend anyone go, see, go watch it. Um don't eat while you're watching it. There's a lot of blood. But if those people who can handle blood, it's cool. Oh, Good. yeah. Yeah, if you're, I mean, yeah, don't watch it if you're squeamish. Oh, okay. Because I was totally eating during high tension. I was like, oh, then you're, you'll be fine. Yeah. Is it any similarity to, I don't know if you've ever seen Ichi the Killer? <gasps> I haven't seen I that. I almost did that one. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got, it's a good movie. Yeah. Sorry. It, no, that's, I was just curious. I've seen it once and it was really messed up. I just. But yeah, no, I I like uh, Korean revenge films. This one's a good one. Have you seen Audition? No, but I've seen Old Boy. Okay, I highly this is Audition's another uh, revenge Korean film. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, and it's good too. Like how you said, there's the good and like is a good and bad person. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, it's just this like horrible can mouse game. Yeah, but it's. I'm going to want to watch this. Don't watch the American remake of Old Boy. It's so bad. <laughs> That's what I heard. I heard. My parents wanted to watch it when I was over there. I'm like, we could watch the original one. They're like, no, I don't do subtitles. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's watch the American one. Josh yeah. Brolin. Oh. He's oh, a no. decent actor, but it was an awful film. Not even worth it. No. Cool. But so yeah, what would you rate it? I would rate it a five and a half or four and a half out of five. <laughs> See, there we go again. I still can't do math. Um, so I think that's about it for us. Um, next week's episode will be about horror comedies, right? Mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead, yep. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, maybe. I don't know. We haven't figured out the films yet, but yeah, stick around. Yeah, and um, tune into our Periscope 
Mm-hmm. Like we, we are now. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and all that jazz. You know, and if you have any ideas or want us to cover any videos or movies or whatever, um, let us know. Get at us. Tweet yep. at us. Yep. Facebook us. Hashtag Glenn's still alive. Whoa. DM us. Whoa. Whoa. I don't Whoa. have anything to say. This is Kelsey. And this is Rudy. This is Ryan. And thanks for listening to Horror Central.